0: clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events.
3: Tune in for a balanced view
0: of the other side of the news. My name is Timothy Saunders. I'm one of your trio of co-hosts on this 55th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from Southwest Turkey, which for many of you may be situated on the other side of the globe. As the dawn chorus begins to warm up to an increasingly stable summer weather pattern here, I hope many of you are relaxing into your evening, eager to hear some fascinating insights from our latest guest. I will soon be joined by co-host and producer Kinthia, together with co-host and researcher Annette Driscoll, who was speaking this evening, as per usual, from the infamous wheelhouse nearby the Golden Gate. This show is entitled Mainstream Meltdown. Following on from my opening last week, I was fascinated to subsequently listen to an interview with Elon Musk regarding his $100 million competition to source new ways to extract carbon where he clearly states that he sits on the fence regarding our climate, somewhere in the middle between climate alarmists and climate deniers. He went on to say he believes one of the largest problems humankind faces in the near future on this planet is population collapse. Further, he added, he and his family will not be taking the COVID-19 job as he does not believe either he or they are at risk. And that he was very proud that his huge and smaller corporations have not missed one day due to the pandemic. While I do not offer this guy carte blanche in terms of telling believable truth, I would certainly acknowledge he is privy to a very wide spectrum of information, which he has certainly benefited to form a series of sequential and very successful decisions. It would be fascinating to be a fly on a wall listening in on discussions in various boardrooms at some of other global corporations, especially Amazon, Microsoft, Pfizer, Google, YouTube. This is yet another example of how different inhabitants currently coexist with very different perceptions of reality, resulting in some very different actions leading to their gain while I'm fascinated by many of the technical achievements that have come out of companies led by Musk, it is however apparent to me that he seems to have gained permission at this point in history to make these advances. The progress made by these companies seem to have advanced more in 10 years than some others have not equaled in 50. Uh, you may think this is unfair. I would offer the likes of SpaceX and Tesla have been able to stand on the shoulders of giants and so selectively took advantage of precious successes while leaving the disadvantages of inefficient workflows leading to dead ends well behind. This once again hints at selected individuals in history who seem to be able to draw on hidden knowledge, seemingly the esoteric. Or are these selected individuals simply shielded from the mainstream propaganda conditioning that the majority of humankind is exposed to from only a few minutes after leaving the womb? Are these individuals lucky, or did they miss a vaccination, or certain segments of normal conditioning, or were they chosen? It is surely not necessary to highlight the powerful effect the conveyor belt of the education system, together with the mainstream social media and television programming, have on people. And yet, I am very aware how some people I know and speak with on a very regular basis still fall victim to the misdirection of mainstream media outlets such as the BBC, or, as it is becoming increasingly more appropriate, the Bullshit Brainwashing Corporation. For example, one of the main stories being thrust on viewers this week, in an attempt to create the latest gasm, in a sinister attempt to persuade more victims to roll up their sleeve, is the alleged COVID disaster in India. India, by the way, is one of the world's largest producers of medicine. Of course, Big Pharma not only takes advantage of it, tears cheaper labor by setting up medicine factories and sweatshops, but also the likes of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uses hundreds of thousands of the Indian population for vaccine experimentation with disastrous, heart wrenching, and ultimately paralyzing results. So, all week long, the Indian variant and case numbers have been pushed on the UK news. At various points, video footage of bodies had been shown. However, it was not very long before some of the growing rebellion against the minority pointed out on independent media that the very same footage of one of the bodies was previously shown some years ago, and this same body was in fact the victim of an entirely different event, in fact a gas explosion. Also during the week, I was listening in on the Richie Allen radio show, one of the European independent radio shows with the greatest following, in fact, when he was joined by a known investigative journalist caller offering ground truth from India, who categorically stated, the reality is very different from what is being portrayed on mainstream and social media. People are not falling victim to the alleged COVID-19 pandemic. However, the call went on to say that people in India are being badly bullied to take the jab and many adverse reactions and numerous deaths have occurred in the wake of receiving it. This reminded me of the same scaremongering strategy used at the start of this global farce, when the news showed video of Chinese people mysteriously falling over in Wuhan streets. And yet when I talked to friends and colleagues in China, and respectfully asking them if they knew of any casualties from COVID, the answer was no, none that they knew of. And this particular friend is a head of department at one of China's largest shipyards with several thousand employees. And when in Mexico, the news reported how crematoriums could not keep up with the influx of bodies, and yet when Jeff Berwick et al. visited some of them, they were found to be empty. And how Trump announced to the world how he was placing countless orders with American companies to build the best ventilators in the world, most of which were luckily never used, and how the UK, among many other countries, built a series of nightingale emergency hospitals and car parks, which were ultimately dismantled almost as quickly as they had been erected due to lack of demand. And when Milan and northern Italy was showcased to be the COVID red zone of Europe, the news showed lines of military trucks apparently delivering bodies to mass graves. Except, I was there in that red zone and everyone I asked if they had suffered any losses in their family, village or town replied with the same answer. No. Life was understandably a little more quiet than normal with people exercising caution. However, I did not at any stage feel any form of fear or danger and continued to continue to work and frequent bars and restaurants until just before the government's mandatory lockdown began in March. And when I touched down in Miami, having just departed from Milan International Airport, there were no formal checks. Most of the attention in Florida at that time was focused on the students who were deeply immersed in celebrating spring break. Again, as I was there, in another alleged red zone, this time in the United States, the news reported hospitals were overflowing with COVID patients. Yet the people I was talking to, who actually visited some of them, said... They were totally empty and resembled a ghost town more than an active hospital. Once again, I do not say the COVID-19 virus does not exist, and I cannot deny many people have sadly lost their lives. What I am saying is this pandemic was predetermined and is not justified as the virus is still not being proven to be a significant risk. And as for the thousands of people who have sadly passed away, these are most likely victims of their own existing health conditions, massively catalyzed by the minority psychological welfare used by the mainstream media. One further example of how the mainstream media is misdirecting the people it is supposed to serve is the very biased and extremely limited coverage of the 99.9% peaceful demonstration in London last Saturday. The event was hardly mentioned on UK mainstream media. With exception, it was said that between three to 5,000 mainly right-wing conspiracy theorists took to the streets without using masks and neglecting their duty to social distance, ending in an aggressive exchange between protesters and police who terminated the event in Hyde Park. Well, the truth was very different. The number of people seen in the video, to be found in my links, showed many hundreds of thousands of people peacefully protesting against the minority's lockdown. As for the viewpoint from various drones could see, an ocean of people of all ages, sex and colour swept like a wave washing through the streets of London, passing many of the monuments. Those who attended said the feeling was incredibly uplifting, as there were so many people estimated, perhaps in excess of one million Who had chosen to unite and demonstrate the way they wish to live their life without useless masks, without antisocial distancing, without experimental mRNA modification, without derailing our children's lifestyle and education, and without any further strangulation of our businesses and global economy. Saturday's event highlighted the deepening propagation of some major cracks in the minority's flawed agenda. And due to the sheer numbers of people involved, sharply pulled the carpet from beneath the mainstream and social media's cheap prostitute stilettos. I believe this and many other empowering events around the world symbolize the final nails in the coffin of the minority's tyrannical agenda. And this farcical pandemic. I very much look forward to hearing our guests perspective regarding this essential awakening process all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at www.theothersideofmidnight.com. Click on the other side of the news in the drop-down menu or kindly scroll down to tonight's white, the other side of the news show banner. There you will see details for the show, quick links to our bios, as well as links to our show items, references and selected research. As usual, there's a huge collection of information to read, watch and listen to most of which has been hand-picked from independent sources. I urge you to study them and even download your own copies sooner than later, as the censorship robots continue to work around the clock to rewrite our history in real-time. During the last seven days, we have once again been inundated by a deluge of remarkable events and headlines reported in the news. To discuss, validate and present each topic in correct context, it could all too easily take up an entire show by itself. As the other side of the news is not per se a typical news show, in order to make use of our available airtime, I believe we should plot a direct course to greet the rest of our team and to introduce our special guest, Brad Olson. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Annetta. Are you experiencing any reactions from the alleged shedding from the experimental mRNA modification jab?
4: Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, I was going to report on that. I did have a, a reaction. Uh, we had a dinner guest who had had the Johnson & Johnson jab. And at the time, it never occurred to me that this would be an issue. And I had a, a pretty severe reaction, actually. I had a hysterectomy when I was quite young, but it's not a full hysterectomy, so I have my ovaries. This is quite personal. I want to share it so people understand how real this is. So I had not had any pain in my ovaries for decades at this point. And I have gone along just fine. And uh, it was about a day to a day and a half after this guest was here at the house that I started to experience very severe pain in my ovaries. And I, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. and I actually was pretty concerned. It was agonizing. I, I had to take painkillers, which if you know me, that's like, I don't do that. I had massages to try to get the pain down. On and on it goes. But the bottom line is is that, I have not had that in decades. It has now subsided. I didn't put it together until I was reading about 400 accounts of people that had experienced various, quote, side effects, which are otherwise known as drug reactions. Um, And when I was reading the report, I came into a section where women who had had partial hysterectomies were experiencing this exact thing. And that's when, like, the penny dropped. And I said, wow, that's exactly what happened. So I can say on a personal basis, this is very real. It's not shedding because it's not a vaccine, so it can't shed, but it is transmission. I put two videos up last week about this before I understood what was happening with that with my own body. But I now have come to realize that that's actually the case. So to answer your question, yes, I have. So uh, I did want to talk about some other things. I have a lot of other things to talk about. What's new about that? I wanted to read a little bit of history. I wrote something today, and it's put some history in perspective of where we are now, because oftentimes history repeats itself. And I think you'll get the story here. So in early 1657, a young farmer from southeastern England named John Washington boarded a small merchant vessel bound for the English colonies in North America. Officially, he was supposed to be part of a minor trade voyage to transport tobacco to the colonies, but secretly, John had no intention of ever returning home. He wanted to sail as far away from England as he could. Britain, in in 1657, was a pretty miserable place. A series of civil wars throughout the 1640s had left the country impoverished and chaotic, leading to the dictatorship of Oliver Cromwell. Cromwell, in theory, was supposed to be on the side of the commoners, who wanted to limit the power of the monarchy. But after installing himself as Lord Protector in 1653, Cromwell turned out to be more dangerous and autocratic than even the most tyrannical of kings. He fought costly, unnecessary wars of ego and paid for it all by raising taxes far beyond his predecessors. Yet, despite high taxes, he ran massive budget deficit and further indebted the country. Cromwell waged genocide against Irish Catholics while hypocritically preaching unity and tolerance. His administration jumped into bed with big business like East India Company, which loaned him a princely sum of £60,000, yet over-regulated artisans, merchants, and small shopkeepers. He even confiscated property of those that couldn't prove that they had been loyal to him. Winston Churchill summed it up centuries later when he wrote, The rule of Cromwell became hated as no government has ever been hated in England before or since. It was this hatred for Cromwell that prompted countless people to flee England forever. John Washington was one of them. He settled in a Virginia colony and had a family there. And more than a century later, his great-grandson, George, helped found a new nation. It is fitting that the American original story... Of the first U.S. president started with his great-grandfather who had the courage and independence to leave a brutal dictatorship behind. This story is as old as history from the Israelites leaving Egypt to the Mayflower Voyage. People have always sought freedom and opportunity abroad and whenever their liberties at home are threatened. Back then it was difficult. Voyages were dangerous and fraught with risk, disease, and starvation. By comparison, Today, we have it easy. We can avail ourselves to much of what the world has to offer without leaving our living rooms. Have you stepped back lately to look at the big picture, to really take in what's happening in the world? Honestly, it's difficult to believe. It's difficult to believe, for example, that we live in a world where Dr. Seuss titles have been banned, but you have no problems accessing child porn. It's difficult to believe we live in a world where mostly peaceful protesters can pack together to torch cars and destroy property with impunity, yet everyone else is banned from having family over for Christmas dinner. Power-hungry politicians are playing God with the economy and have established dehumanizing people controls to save us against a virus that has an over 99% survival rate. And Lord Protector Dr. Fraudji has become a tyrant in his own right. Big tech and big media refuse to allow any discussion about science and public health policy, any attempt to rational discord, including from prized scientific minds, results in censorship or banishment. Children are taught that they either are victims or oppressors. Mathematics is full of white supremacy. Who needs a correct mathematical answer anyway? History is racist. Biology is subjective. Capitalism is evil. Big business has jumped on board the bandwagon with dozens of major corporations blasting Jim Crow. Jim Crow voting laws become certain state governments want voters to present valid identification before casting a ballot. And Twitter mob is there to keep everyone in check with legions of people dedicated to being offended about something and destroying the lives of every heretic who dares disagree. The government is fanning the flames of chaos by pushing neo-Marxist policies, which they want to pay for. With punitive retroactive tax increases. The U.S. national debt has soared more than $28 trillion, vastly exceeding the size of the entire economy with no end in sight. Meanwhile, the central bank roughly doubled its size of its balance sheet in the past year, stoking inflation and creating a dangerous asset bubble that dwarfs the size of the 2008 financial crisis. It is extraordinary that five years ago, even two years ago, Most of us would have thought this would be unthinkable. But now it's happened. And with every book they ban and every person they cancel and every demeaning public health order they issue and every stimulus check they send, these people are emboldened. And that takes me back to liberty and opportunity. This isn't the first time freedom-minded people have found their world turned upside down, but we have it far easier than our ancestors ever did. We don't have to risk the perils of a long ocean voyage. We have the whole world at our fingertips. We as a people must exert ourselves to stand for true sovereign freedom. I read that to you today, and I wrote that earlier, because today, 232 years ago, our first president ever was sworn into office. This was the inauguration day back In uh, 1789, George Washington was our first president sworn in. He's also, by the way, one of my, I don't know how many great uncles by marriage, but he is one of my great uncles. I never had children. So um, anyway, that is, uh, that's the, the history thing. And I can see the corollary, at least I can. I hope that you can, that we are repeating ourselves. This is history repeating ourselves. So I wanted to go a little further with all the weirdness right now. So this is a little one to give us a perspective of where we are with people right now. A New York crowd cheers blind obedience to public health officials. Tracy Edwards, a public service commission appointee, appeared with New York Governor Cuomo, he's a real upstanding one, to encourage total ignorance and unquestioning loyalty to the public health officials. Encouraging people to take the vaccine, Edwards said, I'm not asking what's in the infusion. I'm not looking up all the ingredients in the infusion. I'm sticking out my arm and I'm taking the infusion. And that's what we all have to do. The crowd cheered in approval. This is what the public is being sold. Don't read any research. Don't make up your own mind. Don't have a conversation with your doctor and make an informed medical decision, which isn't likely, by the way, since they have zero vaccine training in medical school. I just need to note that. Don't even take a moment to weigh potential costs and benefits. Instead, you should be deliberately ignorant, happy to do exactly what the health officials' overlords tell you to do, without question. These are the same New York public health officials who, by the way, sent sick patients into nursing homes, killed countless people, and then covered it up. Obey. And it tells you where people's heads are. Somewhere south of where mine is. Okay, so... I wanted to say a couple good things. We had some really good things. I mean, Timothy already mentioned the march in London, and they, they happened all over the world. You aren't seeing this any of this in mainstream media, but it is out there. My understanding is that a swath of people, which was enormous, if you look at the drone pictures, was nine miles long. Nine miles. That's an enormous amount of people. So uh, people are really getting fed up. In Vail, Arizona, a school board that was trying to enforce mask mandates on children and teachers, the citizens of that community came by the thousands to a school board meeting and wouldn't let up on the school board to the point that they walked out and quit. And then the town immediately elected new officials and put their first non-masking mandate in place. So that's a grassroots movement. People are making progress. It's great. Also, Baker City, Oregon, same kind of thing. They, they uh, passed a common sense sanctuary city, and they had a resolution declaring an economic, mental health, and criminal activity crisis due to the current COVID-related state emergency declaration and relating OSHA mandates and guidance. So in other words, we just need to stop doing this and move on with our lives, and what's interesting is cities all over, small, little cities are starting to call and ask them for help in getting their mandates passed against their state. Remember, I keep talking that we should be working from the bottom up. The power is with the people and the little, little, little part should be at the top with the federal government. So everything in between, that means your, your cities, your, your uh, city councils and all of that, and then up to your, your county and state and on it goes. Second Amendment sanctuary states, so there shall be no infringement. There's 1,200 jurisdictions in 37 states that have passed some version of a Second Amendment sanctuary. And that's because uh, the House is trying to take away our Second Amendment rights. And, that's of course, that's unconstitutional. But then again, so is this vaccine, because the only way you can issue an emergency vaccine, well, is if there's no other... There's nothing else that can do that, which we absolutely know isn't true. We've got hydrochloroquine, ivermectin, and the list goes on. Actually, there's a number of things. So that's one. And I want to point out, too, that the, the, the cure should never be greater than the problem. And we op- absolutely, with the numbers I've reported over the last couple of months, we have that. So this is, this is near and dear to my heart. I've talked about this. I've put these uh, recall things up. Gavin Newsom, recall is official. The California Secretary of State has verified enough signatures to trigger an election for the removal of Kevin Newsom as governor. I can't tell you how happy I am about that. Organizers submitted at least 1.6 million valid signatures, more than 130,000 more than needed to qualify for the ballot. And that was after they tried to disqualify all kinds of signatures because they wanted voter ID on that. Idaho is a really interesting place. They've got their Second Amendment sanctuary for the entire state. They also passed a uh, mandate, I don't know what it, uh, they, I think it was a statute, that they will have no critical race theory teaching in their schools, which is the one that's teaching systemic racism, and they will have no vaccine passports. So that's fantastic. Vaccine passports, seven states have fully banned passports. That's Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Montana, and Nebraska, Texas, and Utah. The a partial banning in Arizona. And there's opposition by the governor in Iowa and Tennessee, which most likely they'll have bans come through this week. Places you don't want to go if you value your freedom would be Hawaii, Illinois, and New York. Hmm, What a surprise. And then there's one that, it's my item number three, and it's called They're Coming After Our Pets. And this this is more really rubbish propaganda if you listened to our show last week dealing with the climate change hoax and, and what that really means that carbon is actually carbon dioxide, which is a byproduct of breathing. They're saying that because pets breathe that we really shouldn't have them and that, you know, they need to go. And I kid you not, this was on Good Morning Britain. And they're the people that were promoting it put a quite a bit into the video as far as animation and all that. It's pretty scary. They think that this is a good idea. As we talked last week, carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. It's actually what makes plants grow. And we have geological history that says it's actually quite good for the planet, and it does not cause temperatures to rise. We actually have temperatures dropping right now. But, you know, that would require someone looking at the science. So former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry was accused of telling Iran about Israel operations, and now there are demands for him to be investigated and resign over his allegedly revealed secrets. Iran Foreign Minister Mohammad Javid Zarif, in a leaked audio tape, claimed that he will, that Kerry served as America's top diplomat during the Obama administration. He discussed more than 200 operations that Israel had carried out in Syria against Iranian targets. He said that he was astonished at the revelations. This comes after Kerry's additional meetings with Zarif after he was a private citizen and left office. It raised questions as to how much he told the Iranian officials over the years. And let's not forget about all those visits to Epstein Island. I put a video on that shows Trump talking about this uh, about two years ago. It was filmed May ninth, uh, 2019. So this is not a surprise, but can we say treason and pedophilia? Hmm, not looking good. So also, last Wednesday, 20 French generals warned the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, of an impending civil war due to its leftist and Islamic radicalization. 20 French generals, around 100 senior officers, and more than 1,000 other soldiers signed an appeal for a return to honor and duty within the political class. Instead of being thankful, the president threatened to punish the generals who signed an open letter warning the country is headed for civil war. Interesting approach there. This is getting to be pretty common. There's a lot of governments that are falling right now or on the verge of falling. A lot of things collapsing. Another one to keep your eye on. And then Putin, in the equivalent of the State of the Union address, and later reiterated by Sergei Lavrov, Russia's Minister of Foreign Affairs, warns U.S. not to cross Russia's red lines and of conditions worse than the Cold War if Washington is not ready for a dialogue with Moscow. Meanwhile, The uh, U.S. Coast Guard Hamilton, part of the U.S. Sixth Fleet, enters the Black Sea to provide support to NATO allies and partners for the first time since 2008. The United States will work with Ukraine to ensure that it meets the criteria for NATO membership, says the Department of State, just days before the U.S. Secretary of State to the country. Now, that is clearly over the red line that was defined by Putin, and with an end to eastern Germany and the Warsaw Pact, both sides, east and west, declared that the river bug on Poland's eastern border to Ukraine is the border for interests of NATO. So they're clearly going over, they're going east of that river, and this is a big issue. So to wrap it up here, Rudy Giuliani. Trump's attorney. He had an uh, FBI raid of his apartment this week. And it was interesting because Hunter Biden's hard drives fall within the scope of the subpoena for the raid. The subpoena required them to take all electronics, but they decided to leave that behind, declassifying this. So this, this was really interesting because they can declassify information much like Flynn was able to by means of affidavits when things are seized for a court order. And speaking of Hunter's laptop, it's still there. We're still moving around. And we've got all the stuff with Ukraine and Burisma, which is really interesting with what's going on with Kerry. We have a wannabe porn star. And we have a, a polls of Americans that if they, you know, the media had withheld those laptops, I, I was aware of them, but I, most Americans weren't. And uh, they say, well, they would have never uh, voted for him had they known all of the corruption that's clearly on the laptop. Meanwhile, Biden, Hunter Biden's getting a $4 million book deal, and this is the best part. He's teaching a class on fake news at Tulane University. I kid you not. So maybe it should be called omission news. I'm not sure. So there's much more to, to cover. There's the Arizona audit, and there's stuff going on in Switzerland. That Ever Given is still stuck out in Bitter Lake, and there's UFO disclosures and stuff going on in India. Well, what I would say is, what was conspiracy theory which I've been accused of many times, is now turning into conspiracy fact. If you'd like to follow more, and I have lots and lots of articles that I'm going to be putting up many a day, if you'd like to access that, I have created a Telegram channel. And I'll be putting up lots of this so you can pick and choose what you'd like to look at. Lots of videos, lots of articles. And that's item number one. If you're interested, you can sign up with, with Telegram. It's free. And it's really the only place out there in any kind of social media that is, is essentially, uh, at least point, censorship free. So I would encourage you to do that. I just set it up today. I haven't put anything on. but I will start putting it on tomorrow morning. And I hope you are having a great week. And I'm going to turn it over to Cynthia for, a, for the rest of the show.
5: This is Dr. Judy Mikevitz. And I've really enjoyed being on the other side of the news radio show tonight with, with Kinthea, Tim, and Anenta as well. It was really a great experience for me, and I think things like the other side of the news because we don't hear these things. I saw this horrific commercial on TV. And I know them to have perpetrated fraud in vaccine court. So it's so important for radio shows like this to have discussions, And I really think these types of radio shows reach a very large audience and people are listening. Has changed everything. I just really think it's important for people to be able to hear in depth and hear the kinds of discussion worldwide so that we can compare experience and really wake up and heal everyone.
3: Thank you, Annetta. That was a real whirlwind. And um, I appreciate the update on what's happening on our planet. So I want to remind everyone, you're listening to the other side of the news. The show tonight is called Mainstream Meltdown. And our guest, which I'm excited to introduce, is Brad Olson. He's been a guest several times on the other side of midnight, talking about what he found in Antarctica when he made a trip up there and He's got such a broad range of experience. I'm really delighted. This is going to be an amazing show. So Brad is an author of 10 books, including three in his esoteric series, Modern Esoteric, Future Esoteric, and the newly released Beyond Esoteric. An award-winning author, book publisher, and event producer, his keynote presentations and interviews have enlightened audiences. At Contact in the Desert, UFO Mega Conference, the 5D events, and dozens of radio shows, including Coast to Coast, Ground Zero, and Fade to Black, as well as television shows, including Ancient Aliens, America Unearthed, Beyond Belief, and Mysteries of the Outdoors. Brad is the founder and co-producer of the How Weird Street Fair, in the Sonoma neighborhood of San Francisco. The Chicago native esoteric writing continues to reach a wide audience, while he continues breaking ground in alternative journalism, public speaking, illustration, and photography. Welcome to the show, Brad. (laughs) Good to have you with us.
1: Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on.
3: Super, super.
1: Great uh, introduction of it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You guys are on the tip here as far as what's going on in the world and what's going on with this uh, jab and so forth. Just happy to be here to uh, share information with some kindred spirits. Great,
3: great. Well, I think the audience would be curious to know what led you down the path of the unusual and the exotic, unusual in a sense.
1: The weird and esoteric, yeah, I guess those are two words I'm associated with. Well, it, it started with traveling around the world in the twenties, teaching English in Japan, self-financing all my trips, uh, including just uh, two and a half years ago to South America and Antarctica. Now I've been to all seven continents of the world, and it's just uh, a combination of wanderlust and. Uh, very keen interest in the earth mysteries, shall we say. Some of my other books are on sacred places and some of the uh, most unusual locations around the world. Find myself magnetically attracted to these places. And then when you combine a lot of the uh, information that has been withheld from humanity, what I call esoteric subjects that really are select- Select few understand them it is what i put together in this uh series of books with the latest beyond esoteric escaping prison planet which is uh just released a couple months ago and uh doing quite well and reaching a large audience
3: well that's super i'm curious and i think our audience is curious how do you see this journey that has evolved here where our country has been taken over by other forces. What would you bring to this? And I know we'd like to wrap up at the end with what we can all do about it and the upside. But going into this, what do you see as the background that has created the situation we're in right now?
1: Well, we have to look at what's going on around the world as really the globalist control over the whole planet. This, the New World Order agenda which uh, David, Ike told us years ago that we would see the day would come when all of this would go above ground. ground when all this and this attempt to create this one world government is going to uh, take place. And what better way to do it under the auspices of a pandemic, which changed the laws around the world, change the rules about who can get uh, uh, this Franken-jab and, jab and um, how it's been rolled out without being tested. Pharmaceutical companies are not immune to prosecution if things go, and it's it's a one-world attempt for these globalists to take over the planet. I'm absolutely convinced this is what is going on, and you see it in so many different ways. In fact, uh, we've seen it coming for quite a long time. The the way it's coming through and being rolled out is quite different than some had thought a decade ago, but we're also seeing the beginning proposals for a one-world currency. I published uh, some books by Leo Lyon-Zagami, and he describes what's going on in the world in with uh, the Vatican in his book called The Last Pope. He... It describes even a one-world religion, which is being rolled out. And this is the merging of all religions and a religious capital that's going to be in a, a very weird city called Ashton in uh, Kazakhstan. And these are the things, if you're paying attention and you're looking at what's going on around the world and who's behind all this, it's certainly the big move by the globalists, the cabal, to really lock down the planet and get, get us subservient to them. And let's face it, they've been talk- talking about depopulation for years, and now we're seeing exactly how they're going to do it.
3: Wow. Are you covering some of these topics in any of your books that our audience could refer to if they want more detail?
1: Yes, I do. And in- in the latest book, Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet, I have a lot of this information that I'm speaking of, including uh, the bioterrain. We would never even needed vaccines to begin with. Many of the diseases which we've been vaccinated for were basically cured by good hygiene, uh, pure drinking water, and healthy food, uh, keeping our air clean as well. So this whole notion of allopathic medicine which includes vaccines is predicated on the derm theory which was largely proposed by uh louis Pasteur, the the person who pasteurization is all about and i have a chapter in beyond esoteric about the bio terrain that it's... we really need to move over to more of a holistic approach with better food and, and again pure water to uh, to combat what we're up against, and now the line is drawn in the sand. There are those who are taking the injection, and others who absolutely refuse to. Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to just this whole note of who we are as uh, humans and the immune system that we have innately within us, and keeping that part as healthy as we possibly can. That goes
3: right along with you guys mentioned Lipton. hydroxy. And how he talks yeah. about cells remain healthy when they have a clear system, right? In the biology of belief, where he talks about how cells rejuvenate themselves when the—that it isn't really about genetics; it's about the health of the organism and the health of the internal system.
1: Exactly, and then that's what I cover in the bio So once we understand that the entire. Uh, pharmaceutical industry is predicated on the germ theory and all along all we needed to do was make our bodies as healthy as possible get the, the toxins out eat a good diet exercise get vitamin d from the sun uh then we're we we do not need all this uh all the the pharmaceutical medicines. They're in the business of making customers, not getting people well and staying healthy their whole life. So I do get into the history of of medicine and how it's corrupted by the globalists in in this agenda. Not only is it very profitable, but now we can see it's being used in an attempt at depopulation. And uh, I say this very heavy-hearted. I'm not happy about this situation at all, and I wish it wasn't this way, but I believe the the line has been drawn in the sand, and there are people making the distinction that they're either going to do it or they're not, and if they do it, they defend their decision, and if they don't, they defend their decision.
3: The problem with that, out- though, is it's spilling over into those... I I'm really in conflict here because... Like Annetta mentioned, we had a friend come over, and so what? You're going to be asking everybody, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> Before I will come close to you now, we're going to be the ones walking around six feet away. Oh, my gosh. This is total insanity.
1: Oh, I agree. Exactly. I've already made the decision that I will never date or kiss. Really. I don't know want to well, shake I hands with to, anybody yeah. who's been vaccinated. They will be the ones shedding.
3: I have to share with you a, a, something humorous I heard from a friend. She said, clean sperm is the new Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I mean, you know, you don't want to be passing on this mutated DNA to anyone.
1: No, you sure don't. And. And they would look at us the same way. They'll say, uh, well, uh, if you're not vaccinated, I'm not going to hug you. So we're going to separate into two camps, those that have and those that don't. For those people in our camp to be around and be near. And uh, I think we, we both have very strong opinions about who did the right thing and who didn't. I have faith in is, my immune system. I build it every day. Yeah.
3: The problem is, is when you have families – like I have several friends that one took the vaccine and one didn't. And I have my own situation where I have a son of mine. One did and one didn't. Now it's dividing families.
1: Exactly. Just like the Civil War, when one son would go to the north and the other would, would go to the south. And it was brother against brother. Uh, the same division is happening. right, now. And we're going to see what the end result's going to be. Probably by the end of this year, because what I'm seeing through a lot of the doctors and pharmaceutical and vaccine whistleblowers are that the people who have taken it along with the second shot and now they want to give them a booster uh, within a year. So three shots that, that they're going to administer and all of us who say we don't want it are taking no shots. Okay, so. If they're going to uh, start shedding these, uh, even some, some of the COVID, which is in the vaccines, then towards the end of the year, the projection is those people are going to know that they made a terrible decision and they're going to be pretty upset. I know I would be if I was in that position. So there could be uh, a lot of backlash and striking against the pharmaceutical companies and taking out people who advocated this, it could get real ugly as people uh, realized how bad this could be. And we're talking about something that on every single one of these vacs is admittedly experimental. Admittedly is not even a vaccine. It's not an inoculation. It is an operating system that goes in at the DNA level. So this is really scary. But when you look at it in the context of this globalist plan for planet Earth, it is a very dubious plan, but it makes sense that this is how they're going to go and do it because they need people to volunteer. And look, this gets into the whole concept of free will, that each one of us can make our own decisions and make that decision How we're going to be. And if you do it voluntarily, then of your free will, you have accepted this uh, outcome. But if you don't, then you're basically yes.
4: Yes, I I would like to actually go down that path. That was a question. I have a lot of questions for you. (laughs) But uh, I would like to talk about that, about the free will. I mean, I totally agree with all of this. I've been, I've been banging on this drum since before the vaccines were even announced because when I found out they were mRNA and CRISPR gene splicing I went oh my god you know and started to say this I've got the same problem as many people everyone in my family and this breaks my heart because I actually flew back and spent six weeks explaining this all to them and then they all went ahead and got it anyway so you know I'm not having any contact with them but uh when it comes to free will, one of the things that I understand, and we've had other guests that have talked about this a long time before the, the vaccines came out again, about it uh, being targeted for the eighth chromosome, about it disconnecting us from our um, spiritual creativity, soul connection, what makes us human, empathy, things like that. Where, where, where are you with that? Do you think it's about the same
1: Yeah, it's – there are so many things that are coming out now. It's so very new that we're getting reports basically on a daily basis about what it can do. I have a very good friend who is a a nurse at Stanford Medical and they're – take it or not. And she says about half the nurses have. And after the second shot, she said there's there's a discernible – it's like a screen goes – over their face something has changed they have a different look about them and of course they're still very defiant and uh wanting everybody to get the jab it's when you become a zombie you just want brains and everyone everything becomes a a meal to you do you know that it, they on the cdc website they have a page about the zombie apocalypse it's oh, one yeah. of the most bizarre things i've ever seen she showed it to me i couldn't it's well, been up there die, for
4: die. A, it's been up there for a long time too. I mean, they, they this is of course we know this is a long time planned because we can look at the patents and figure that much out. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, this whole thing is it's it's laughable to say that it wasn't planned. I mean, you, you, I, I every time someone says to me, "Well, I did my research," and I my answer to that is a question: Well, what research is that? Uh, so. I, you know, because if you did, you wouldn't have done this. But yeah, I, I totally agree with the, the screen thing. I haven't seen my mother, but I will tell you, she lives across the country, but I will tell you that if, I figured it out as soon as she did it because she started to, that her interaction with me was completely and utterly different. It was so disconnected. And I thought, what is going on? And then, you know, I kept, I kept hoping that I was wrong, but I wasn't. And it turns out that my timing was, was actually, I, I did sense it and feel it and it and it's true so a lot of, when I first saw the uh quote side effects I thought what is this this is crazy because they there's so many of them that say they have a uh, psychological effects and I don't think it's psychological I think it's like they're they become you know brain dead from it they their soul gets shut off it's like um selling your soul you know So with the esoteric stuff, I mean, they had to know what they were doing, right? They understood all of this. Would you, from your research, is that something you would think is true and they could target this?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've been writing about this in all three of the esoteric books. And in the new one, I have a whole section called Neo-Fascism, how they have been working towards world control. For many many decades i mean this is even intergenerational. this goes to the bloodline families of europe this goes to the billionaires who have basically uh, supplanted our democratically elected governments in order to exact over them through the united nations through the ngos in such a way that remember when we were in school, we would learn that fascism was like Mussolini and Hitler, who were Mm -hmm. heads of government, but taking control of corporations. Now it's the other way around. Now now it's where the heads of corporations have taken over governments. And it is very much global in scope. They need every uh, in lockstep with this plan, or it won't work. That's why America is the last stand. There is no one coming to our rescue if things go sideways. No one will be resupplying us. No one will airdrop food to us, ammunition, medicine. There is no place to escape to for freedom. This is it. And that's why it's going down in this country, because we still have Second Amendment rights. And we still have people who love their freedom. And now we have people who are not accepting the Franken jab. In smaller countries, if you're not in lockstep, say in uh, Belarus, uh, but in African countries like Burundi and Tanzania, who did not go along with the lockstep plan, uh, didn't lock the country down, didn't mandate masks and all this. And the president of Tanzania, he sent in uh, a goat and a papaya for a COVID test and came back positive. So he has now uh, just passed away. As has the president of Burundi in Africa. And if you oppose these globalists, they will come after you. I mean, this is a very deadly game. And of course, they own the media. Tonight's show is Media Madness. And and we'll get into that, I, I hope, in the next hour. Because when you control the narrative, and this is what is so important to the globalists. They can't let the narrative escape with people who are free thinkers like they are in america when you have the mass media which has been so pervasive in controlling the thoughts and actions of people around the world but mostly in the western country
4: right that well, is I, starting
1: to break down this sure is a big problem is. for them so, sure so much it. censorship yep
4: yeah, there's so many cracks in that facade, and I, I rub my little paws together all the time. I mean, you know, Dia can hear me laughing because I, I'm always seeing, oh, look what happened. You know, some stuff happened this week that was amazing that went out in mainstream media that it's like, did he just say that? Did I just see that? So it is definitely breaking down. You know, and that thing about Arizona, I mean, okay, let's let's get real. If that audit was not going to be a problem, why would the Democrats and the media in particular, I mean, their eyes are going buggy on it, Right you know why because they know they know what happened they know what 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 happened there and the outcome will change everything it blows their globalist plan to smithereens because people will rise up and say you know we're not having it right so um i think we're i think we're on the precipice of something really fantastic i don't know what do you think there
1: well we're having what is now being termed the timeline wars. And we might have to save this for after the break Mm -hmm. because we have two timelines that are basically hitting each other head on. Those for this globalist, total fascist takeover of the planet, the New World Order agenda, versus getting rid of those people, and maybe not all of them are even people. We might Mm -hmm. even talk about uh, how there could be some malevolent E.T., service to self involved in taking over this planet because what we're seeing with the vaccines is an anti-human depopulation agenda and they're doing it from the very highest levels this is for the in control of the entire planet so the timelines are hitting right now and it's it's really a race against time whether we're going to move into the golden age and, and release all the technologies and get rid of these people uh, or they're going to have their way, and it's going to be the worst kind of fascism on this planet that anybody has ever seen. So we'll have to pick that up on the other side.
4: Right. So we're listening to the other side of the news. This is Main Street Meltdown, and our special guest is Brad Olson. We'll be back after the break. <music>
6: Well, I think you're looking with this great reset, you're looking at Mr. Globalone's efforts to move everybody into a cashless society, which, you know, like it or not, that's a one-way mirror, folks. Because at that point, you're not dealing with a currency, you're dealing with a corporate coupon that they can adjust the value of at the push of a button, depending on whether or not you're good little boys and girls. And if you're getting into a system where all of the infrastructure of financial clearing is in the hands of the bankers, that's not a system you want to go into. You look at the West and more importantly, if you look at what some people call the Anglosphere, the Western powers that are English-speaking the United Kingdom Canada United States and so on I do think it's the case there they're using a health crisis really to drive a a political agenda and the health crisis itself is largely blown way way out of proportion to what's actually the case if you look at what Mr. Globalone is up to, they are recreating slavery. And the, the thing that is unique about slavery is they now have the means of perfecting the capital, because now they can literally implant your body with the means to track you. It's not going to go away overnight, but there are already Uh, I think some hopeful signs of cracks beginning to appear in the edifice. This is Joseph P. Farrell, and for all the news the media doesn't like you to hear, tune in to the other side of the news.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. And tonight's show is called Mainstream Meltdown. I'm Timothy Saunders, and I'm joined by co-host Kintia and Annette Driscoll. And our guest this evening is Brad Olson. We've been playing around in the background, you may have noticed, to try and improve Brad's uh, sound quality. Brad, can you hear us?
7: Yes, I can hear you guys. Um, uh, sorry about this, I've been... Having this problem lately on my interviews seem to be targeted somehow.
0: Well, the good news is we can hear you much clearer now. So thank you very much for uh, for fixing that. And also, Keith, thank you very much for fixing that. So Brad and Anette, you guys were just talking before the break and setting up the perfect segue. One of the questions that comes to my mind is, you know, we've seen this event coming towards us uh for for a while i mean we've been open to it and also brad i guess i guess i'm i'm sure you're you've been very open to it obviously you've been doing research for various books for a number of years so with respect to your latest book when we did you start researching or writing is it prison planet is that the correct title
7: (laughs) that's the subtitle escaping prison planet It's beyond esoteric, and this one has been in the works for six years. There were some chapters that came out of the first two, modern esoteric and future esoteric, that didn't really find a a home yet. So I knew always knew that book three was on the way, but all this uh, last decade, watching how things have been transpiring and now quite at breakneck speed, uh, it's like this locomotive that's out of control right now, and we're waiting for this grand train wreck to occur that we can all see coming. Um, so it, it, it doesn't surprise me, but it frightens me that a lot of people are getting caught with not understanding exactly what we're up against. And just like in the book uh, Art of War by Sun Tzu, if you don't know your enemy, if you don't know what they're up to, you have no chance against trying to defeat them, or even just win a battle. You're just gonna get slaughtered. So I'm hoping that the research that I put out in Beyond Esoteric, and quite frankly, all three of the books, because I have been studying this globalist plan for quite a while now, that it can help people in some way make better decisions, just to be Mm -hmm. informed. Because knowledge is power right now more than it's ever been. And it's so vastly important for people to really understand the gravity of the situation that we find ourselves in.
0: I'd like to ask you, uh, you know, clearly we're talking about they, the globalists. And I ask many of our guests who they believe they are. I call them the minority because, yes, they, they seem to be having an effect on status quo of the planet but on the other hand in my opinion they're a very small number against the very large number that we are and each of us are wake up every morning with power and i think a lot of it comes down to people giving away their power you know without actually even understanding what they're doing and again we can come back to how and why people do that through media and programming and so on but to focus on they who do you believe they are
7: I liked what uh, Joseph Farrell said in the break there, the globaloniest. The globalists are the the bankers. They are the wealthiest people on the planet, bar none. And just having a lot of money and being rich just wasn't good enough for them. They need control. They need what they feel is a full lockdown of this planet to depopulate a good 90% of us because they really don't need seven or eight billion of us alive right now. And look, it's not like it's not written in stone because it is at the Georgia Guidestones. They say they want to keep the world population at a half a billion. Well, that doesn't account for the other 85% of us. So we know what they're up to. And now it's just full implementation mode. Mm. So who they are? Well, they they live in uh, Switzerland primarily, outside of Zurich, in Zug, Z-U-G, I found it interesting because you got, Tim, you were talking about uh, in the setup about what's going on in France and that there's a revolt uh, against um, the Macron government. I remember about five years ago, there was a a leaked plan by the French special forces to invade Switzerland. I was thinking, who the heck would ever want to invade Switzerland? But now it makes perfect sense because that's where the globalists are running the show. At least in the Western world, that's where the large majority of them are, including some of them who own our own Federal Reserve. Yes, the Bank of International Settlements is the Federal is the the central bank that rules over all central banks. They're of course in Basel, Switzerland. And the money that has been loaned to us at interest that could never be paid back in our national debt here in America is beholden to foreign interests. So we have to get rid of these people. They are just absolutely a cancer and parasite on the planet, but Mm -hmm. they're making their big move just as we're waking up and seeing exactly who they are.
0: I do do wonder, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying and I I don't disagree with it necessarily. But on the other hand, just to sort of play with the uh, thought for a while, to brainstorm the thought a little a little more, surely if these bankers are the richest people on the planet and that kind of offers a certain amount of privilege and power in itself, so what can they gain by having more rich and more, more, more power? I mean, it, it is, is there not something... I have to say, I believe there's something which is behind this, you know, bankster, bankster group, which, which is perhaps guiding them. I don't think that the, the banksters themselves are the ones who are thinking up all of these ideas and executing them. They may be more like puppets, I believe, to perhaps a darker force behind them. Would you entertain that thought?
7: I would entertain that thought, and I do write about it in Beyond Esoteric, and it is quite clear that, yes, these billionaire families, these bloodline families, and look, if you want to name names, let's do it. Um, You have the Hearst family, Mellon family, DuPont, uh, JP Morgan, and overseas, it's the Lee family, of course, the Rothschilds and Rockefellers, it's primarily 13 bloodline families that are at the top that are that are owning everything and controlling uh, the, the direction things go. Now, they're not the ones who are the cutouts that are doing all the work on the bottom level. I'd say that's the governmental authorities that mm-hmm. they also have control over. But I think what you may be suggesting is perhaps the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are more like the colonels and the captains, that the real general could be, and I do believe this is the case, extraterrestrial in nature, malevolent Mm -hmm. ETs, uh, Draco ETs to be specific, who are multidimensional, ultra-terrestrials, and have abilities that we can only dream about in science fiction, such as the ability to have telepathy, to phase in and out of our reality, to shadow someone in their third dimensional world and support them. This is what's coming out, Mm -hmm. yeah, with the Illuminati families. They have been doing this for centuries. They have been making a pact with these demonic forces uh, the Archon Network is also under the control of, of the Draco, as I understand, which has been here on Earth for thousands of years. And they basically steer those colonels and captains, those cutouts in the bloodline families, to do their bidding. That's why mm-hmm. we have an anti-human depopulation agenda currently
0: underway. It, said, it and does so, feel that way. <laughs>
7: more than feels that way it's uh when you have something like an injection which cannot be reversed which goes to the dna level for something that has a 99.7 survival rate as just a bad flu yeah i think something is at hand that is very diabolical and i've had this conversation with judy mikeovich when Mm -hmm. she came to california on her tour I was taking notes in the front row, and I asked uh, one of the first questions about this. And she says she's even been uh, tainted by some of the viruses and bacterium that she's worked on and is now suffering and and probably will live a, a shorter life. And my question was very pointed. How can we counter this diabolical agenda? And she really didn't answer the question But I think she knew she just you know was on film and didn't want to go that way. But um, this is what we're up against, and I'm not afraid to ask these hard questions and get to the bottom of this because I'm here in service to others to help this human race get through this period to the best of my ability. You know, I I have family members that have already taken the jab, and um, and and I don't know what to say anymore. I think we've just Reached a point where those that are going to do it are going to do it, and they're going to feel this is the right thing to do. And any kind of reason or study or warning that I could give are ignored. So I I don't know what to do anymore, Tim. I mean, apart from talking to the people who have awoken to this agenda and who can still make the right decision in time. And and there are a few of my friends who are on the fence, and I hope. Hopefully they can uh, make the right decision against doing it. And all I keep saying is, what's the hurry? Why don't you just wait and see what happens? If it is as bad as it could be, you'll make this – you'll be regretting this for a long time, probably uh, will take you off this planet a lot sooner than you need to be.
0: It's just another example of this cognitive dissonance which the media is putting out and uh, brainwashing everybody with because – you know, it, it's it's this amazing urgency to have this this jab, and yet, yeah, you know, none of the advantages ever come to fruition. I and mean, people still have to wear masks. People still have to social distance. People still have to lock down. People cannot travel. They, you know, there are sort of marginal improvements in different countries at different times. However, you know, it, it's 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 just a, a revolving spiral, in my opinion. And as you say, leave it for six months. I mean, who normally gets the flu in the summer anyway? So leave it for six months, see how other people do, see how it pans out for them. Um, And if if somebody really, really must have the the experimental RNA modification, then just wait, as you say. Wait a little while. Um,
7: Yeah, simple as that. What's the hurry?
0: (laughs) Personally... I, I, if somebody comes next to me or next to any of the people I, I care about in life, then I will see that as an act of aggression and I will not be taking the jab and I will not be allowing anybody to come next to my kids with such a thing. Uh, and it's it's not that I'm anti-medicine. I just think that I, I cannot find any good news about this stuff. And, uh, yeah. you know, we could all transcend... Um challenges in life, you know we need a challenge to to evolve, so I'm sure that the humanity will evolve in a way, but at the moment, the way it's been portrayed it it does seem to be a fate accompli uh and a permanent modification so I think that we'll have to just see how it pans out but but certainly what Anetta was saying, I mean I had actually no idea that Anetta had been experiencing um effects from from a visitor this week I, I just happened to spring this question at the beginning of the opening to say good evening have you had any experiences yes. from this and uh, sure enough she had but uh, anyway we're, wow. we're digressing slightly um Kinthea, would you like to come in and, and ask any questions at this point
3: so, you know, I know that your books deal with the esoteric and we keep talking about this vaccine and it's not reversible. And I keep going in my mind to consciousness trumps everything. And I and I know that you're aware of new technologies that are going to be coming out. I'm holding the vision that one of two things, or both. One, there will be new technologies that could do some reversal of this. Or two, that consciousness really does trump everything. What's your perspective on this?
7: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, consciousness is the revolution in so much that if we really want to affect the change, we do make the change within, and then we radiate out and, and attempt to help those around us and then others beyond that. There could also be that uh, maybe the shedding of these spike proteins won't be as bad to us who haven't gotten the jab as it will be to them. And like you said, oftentimes when they roll out a bioweapon, I completely agree that this is a bioweapon that has been unleashed on humanity. But the The vaccine was the real target. So when the vaccine was ready to roll out, they gave it a year and introduced the so-called virus, of COVID, so that people would get scared. They would want their freedoms back. They would be clamoring to get the shot, which is what we're seeing right now. But with every other bioweapon that has been introduced, they usually have a cure up their sleeve themselves, of course, but also to not completely wipe out the human race, where some projections are saying this has the potential to do this if it really gets out of control and if we get sick off of the shedding of vax people. But just uh, one of the, um, the memes I really like that's been going around, it says uh, real pandemics don't need to fudge the numbers of people getting sick. Don't need to lie about how many people are in the hospital. Don't need a 24-7 marketing campaign. Don't need to start sending letters and calling people, how come you haven't been in for your jab yet? And in the bottom it says, but psyops do. And this Mm -hmm. is a psyops. This is the biggest false flag operation in world history. And if you can wake up to that and see what's really going on, you're probably going to survive. I mean, I don't mean to keep harping on how serious this is, but we're in a very dire situation. The way that uh, 2 million people in this country a day are getting the jab. It's up to um, about a third of the U.S. population has one or both of the shots now. And our numbers are dwindling for those who have sat this one out. Um, and that's just what frightens me, is that uh, it's getting it to the point where so many of us will have gotten it. And if it does start making them sick towards the end of this year and dropping off, it's it has the potential to really break down society as a whole. Can consciousness trumpet? That's a great question. And I think it will amongst those who don't. But I don't know if it can be reversed at this point, is the other thing. We're pretty much, uh, we've crossed the Rubicon on this one.
3: We have, and I I want to come back to another thought that you were mentioning before, that you saw it as an external, an alien or extraterrestrial Draco influence here. And so when you say, well, they don't want to wipe out all of humanity, perhaps they do. Why are they geoengineering? Why are they spraying with aluminum? You know, why are they doing all these things to contaminate the earth? You know, it doesn't make sense.
7: Well, unless we're their food source. And I have a uh, chapter in Beyond Esoteric called Being Aware of Predatory Species. Another thing that people should be knowledgeable of, that we're not the top of the uh, totem pole, as we've always thought we were at the top of the food chain, but really um, a food source to these entities not just in the physical way, which we are, and they prefer adolescents before they get too toxified. Here is part of the reason why there has been so much human trafficking, so much, uh, so many people going missing every year to the tune of tens of thousands. I do believe it's 40,000 on the FBI records that are known to have been kidnapped, disappeared, gone, perhaps some of them even off planet. I, I speak at, conferences with um, super soldiers. In fact, I even moderate a panel at some of these conferences, and I talk to these guys all the time.
3: What's a super soldier?
7: A super soldier is someone who has been in the uh, 20 and back, or they're modified. The technology that goes into making a super soldier is so far advanced. It's now hundreds of years advanced where they can even regenerate limbs when they get blown off. They can even uh, bring a spirit back into a repaired body. This is a common topic I hear
8: from all these super medicine
7: soldiers. Medicine here. Oh, medicine that is hundreds of years in advance. With these med-bed technologies that have been withheld from humanity, that these super soldiers, who do prefer the term enhanced, It's kind of a charged term to say super soldier now, but Another commonality is many of them have done the 20 and back program, and that's 20 years of service off planet, typically, but then having their memories swiped when they're brought back to Earth. And so some of them are using regression hypnotherapy, such as Barbara Lamb does this, Lori McDonald, uh, Dolores Cannon used to do it before she passed away, not necessarily with just super soldiers, but also helping people remember uh, swiped memories or past lifetimes. And some of the things they're reporting back being in these programs off-planet uh, are quite terrifying. But it one commonality is that there is a big trade in trafficked humans leaving this planet. Could be part of those 40,000 missing out of this country every year, or some of them are... Being harvested, and as I said in this chapter, being aware of predatory species. Now we've all heard of the adrenochrome and um, others that are basically being harvested. I mean, this is this is very dark. This is very disturbing to think about. It can keep you up at night uh, and being afraid of it. But it, it is a dark planet we're living on with very stark duality. That's why the subtitle of my book, Beyond Esoteric, is Escaping Prison Planet, because Mm -hmm. we have to really dwell in these dark-themed subjects to understand what's going on for our own protection. And the consciousness is the revolution. Yes.
3: Do you think the med beds could reverse the vaccine effects?
7: Well, there is the potential of them doing it. As I understand, they do a reading of the entire human body as a hologram. So in the same way that you would go in and get an MRI scan that can look at different parts of your body, and in a way, an MRI is like an early version of a med bed, but to scan the body completely holographically and then having the ability to look at a cellular level at a person's body and be able to see every single virus or pathogen or anything going wrong with that person is, is the real technology behind the MedBed. And then you come in and treat it much like in the same way that Royal Raymond Rife a hundred years ago, saw that you can match the frequency of any pathogen and, and just literally blow it up using frequency, sound, and energy, which Tesla said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in those terms and royal raymond rife was using it with cancer treatments finding the frequency of cancer cells in a person's body matching that frequency much like a opera singer can shatter a wine glass with her voice and basically blowing the cancer apart he was having such success with the medbeds i'm sorry with his uh, rife machines that they came down on him so hard they burned his uh, experimental laboratory. They de- defund, or as much as they could defund him, they bank- bankrupted him in so many ways, and they shut down this guy's very promising technology, much in the same way that Nikola Tesla was going to give away free energy to the world about 100 years ago or a little over with the Wardenclyffe Tower. They did the same thing to Royal Raymond Rife. But... Just because you suppress it doesn't make it, it's going to go away, and these technologies will be rolled out once again in the form of the med beds.
3: So this is really fascinating, and we are coming up uh, on break time. I want to pursue this, and I'm sure Anetta does too, and it looks like we have a caller. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. Our guest tonight is Brad Olson. Co-hosting our Timothy Saunders. Annette Driscoll and myself, Kinthea, and what a fascinating show.
2: One of the ways that this organized crime system has been able to monopolize the media and has been able to uh, control the government and control perception on a wide scale is because it's the banks at the core and they've been given the privilege of creating money out of thin air using a technique called fractional reserve banking. where the central banks backstop the money center banks to create money out of thin air. So when you go to get a loan, whether it's a mortgage or a car loan, that's not depositor money that they're loaning you. Uh, they just credit your account with some dollar credits and you're off to the races and then you spend the rest of your life paying interest on a mortgage that somebody created out of thin air. And that's the reason why the bank is the largest building in every city on the planet because they're making outrageous profits by getting to loan money at interest that they created out of thin air. This is Etienne de la Boise Squared, the author of Government, the Biggest Scam in History, Exposed. And some of my favorite conversations are the ones that I have on the other side of the news. With Timothy, Annetta, and Cynthia. Thank you for doing what you do and providing the service that you provide.
4: Welcome back to The Other Side of the News. Tonight, our show is called Main Street Meltdown, and our uh, guest is Brad Olson, and we are having a really interesting conversation. I I love it. You're hitting all my favorite topics here. And I wanted to share with you and our audience that actually I have had a lot of experience and uh, actually um, life-saving experience with the Royal Rife Frequencies. And I use a device, it's called the Zeb, it's a zero energy balancer. I have one right beside me. And um, it uses uh, scalar wave technology, or scalar, depending on how you say that. And it uses the Royal Rife frequencies. And it is incredible what it does. It exactly uh, works the way uh, you're describing it, how it calls the pathogen, like almost like a uh, hypnotizes them, and then explodes them. And I wouldn't be here today without those technologies. So I just wanted to mention that to our listeners, that this is very real, very, very real. So we are talking about med beds, and I know Kinthea was asking about the the ability to move our DNA back. I don't know about that idea, but I'd love to talk about the idea of the colliding of the two two realities or two timelines and how that how you see that, that playing out right now, because I have a definite view about it and I'm wondering what yours is on that.
7: Hmm. Yeah. Well, this is really the biggest, uh, issue going on on the planet right now, the timeline wars. When I was working on future esoteric, I had a chapter called time and space in that book. And I have just gone back and re-listened to Carrie Cassidy's interviews with Dan Burish who was talking about uh, the yellow cube and looking glass technology. And I do a rendition of the yellow cube on the cover of beyond esoteric. But one of the things he was saying in regards to timelines is that there are a lot of agendas that are going on in the world right now. And we're at such a transitionary point with our planet that A lot of other species, their very existence is going to be predicated on what happens to our planet over the next decade or two. For example, Dan Burrish was saying that there are gray-type extraterrestrials that are going to start living underground in the deep underground military bases and perhaps some of the older, I call them legacy bases, these underground ET bases that have been around for quite a long time, and I can identify at least a half a dozen globally. And some of these grays that have come back from our future are actually hybrids using human DNA of today that they are then mixing into their own hybrid species that then their very existence is predicated on whether or not these laboratories are going to continue in the future. Now, there are Some researchers out there, uh, mainly Gene Decode and some others, who talk about the deep underground military bases being taken out, being um, exploded. And this is what happened with those earthquakes at China Lakes Mm -hmm. uh, the 4th of July, year before last the 7.1, and then followed by uh, another 7.3, I believe. And if you look at the signature of those explosions, it just goes boom, straight up, Richter scale, and then tapers off. Well I was out here in California during the Loma Prieta earthquake. And I can tell you it starts out with a little shaking, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then builds up to that 7.1 of the Loma Prieta, and then it it breaks down and fades out. So the signature of these underground bases are showing the signature of explosions. And in the case of the uh, Ridgecrest earthquakes, if you looked at the underground topography of those earthquakes, it was a perfect T-shape about a mile and a half down, including what looked like even layers or levels that were being taken out. So this is very important with what's going on with these timelines, because there's a good chance that some of these species will not make it into the future if these dumbs keep getting taken out. And so they're kind of at a moment of desperation too. That's why the depopulation agenda has really kicked up a notch because they can't have humans get in their way. That's why it's an anti-human depopulation agenda. And so they're going all out right now too. That is what the timeline wars are really all about. And then you have the White Hats, who are the good guys, the oath keepers in our military and the sheriffs in this country who are basically executing the collapse of some of these deep underground military bases. And Anytime you see a very unusual 4.5 up to a 7 earthquake in places in the country that never have them, like in Appalachia Mm -hmm. and the Ozarks or... Oklahoma is having all kinds of 4.5, 5.3 earthquakes. Well, they're taking yep. out dumbs
4: in yeah, those places. Then, for our listeners, I, I do follow this I, I really follow it <laughs> so uh, but this this thing is also they don't they don't have the same uh, waveforms like you're saying they don't build up they boom right. they and the right. other thing about them is that they oftentimes can have multiples and the instead of them going down in the Richter scale like a natural earthquake does when you have uh, aftershocks they they go down they don't go up These oftentimes will go up, and they're also, if you look, there's certain depths. So they're 10 kilometers deep. Most of them are 10 kilometers deep. Some of them are are three, and there are different levels, but they are these very definite. It's not like uh, they're, you know, 11.6 or whatever. When you normally look at earthquake charts, you'll see that. But these are very consistently at a particular depth, which is almost always 10K. Not always, there are a couple of exceptions, but they follow these patterns and some of these tunnels aren't aren't quite as deep as ten K, but they most of them are. And they've been happening all over the planet. And I actually have a whole file of, of hundreds of them that I've tracked and um, they're just wildly blowing up dumbs at this point. Yep. So yeah, and there is a there's that- a real war going on, it's been going on, and people are unaware. I, I keep telling you, you're in World War Three, you just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs>
7: Silent wars with quiet weapons. Mm -hmm. But when they use these energy weapons that can create uh, earthquakes, which we know the harp arrays can do, uh, directing energy in certain places in the planet, uh, it's very conceivable that we can set off earthquakes. We can make uh, hurricanes
4: explode before they hit
7: shore. And isn't it interesting that last year was the most amount of hurricanes that hit North America in history?
4: 17.
7: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's just incredible that these do not have to happen. But why are they happening? Well, there is part of what's going on, and this is also in the timeline wars, is weather warfare. And part of weather warfare is making us destabilized. When it was revealed what was going on in Operation Gladio, those bombs that went off, false flag attacks that were exposed uh, to the world to see. You could still uh, watch on uh, some old BBC documentary about the trial of the people who were like mid-level people that put on Operation Gladio. And one of the questions they asked the guy is, why did you do it? Why were you following these orders from presumably the globalists, this cabal in Europe that wanted to... uh, decredit communism in Italy and Belgium where most of these uh, explosions went off, the worst being in Bologna, Italy. He said it was a strategy of tension, meaning that if you keep the people on edge, pins and nails, keep hitting them with the hurricanes, if that's where they're susceptible around uh, the Gulf of Mexico or Florida, out here in California, I'm sure we're going to have one hell of a wildfire season. They're already setting up the narrative that the uh, reservoirs are low and we're going into a major drought, although it wasn't even that bad of a a winter season. I'm a skier, and I'm up in the mountains all the time. There was plenty of snow. But out here in the reservoirs that don't get mountain runoff, they are going down low. So California, you can expect very heavy uh, fire seasons, many of which were triggered by directed energy weapons. And the signature on that is... Trees burning from the inside. Cars burning so hot they melt. Okay, so the heat signature of these fires out here in California are totally off. And you'll hear it from anybody in uh, fire departments saying, we've never seen anything like this. Precisely. where sometimes even yeah. trees and bushes don't burn, but a house is down to uh, the rubble level well, and there, even plastic doesn't burn.
4: There's houses that are absolutely down to dust and rubble on one half and the other half is still standing there untouched. And it's like it's sliced it right. in half. I mean, it's it's nuts. Hey, uh, Brad, we have a caller. I want to bring her on. Her name is Kat. And uh, Keith, can you bring on Kat, please? Hi, this is Kat. And what an interesting
8: conversation that you're having. Brad, you touch upon a lot of things that I've been aware of for many years and having been a Bay Area native, I was present in the Bay Area during the Loma Prieta earthquake. It was an unusual quake in that um, usually before an earthquake, my animals would start being restless about a week and a half or two but it was only the day before the quake that my animals clued me in that something was happening. Mm. And that being aside, there are just a lot of things that are incongruent with the natural flow of how we know our earth and weather to be. And it's interesting, the pieces that you're bringing forward. I wanted to address I've been involved in our alternative healing methodologies uh, for most of my career. Um, And in the Bay Area, oh, I would say this is 25, 30 years ago, I had a young man who was a client, and um, he was having recurring dreams of being off-planet, utilizing um, multidimensional technologies, to wipe out life on different planets, and he, these dreams, when he was in them, they were as if it was his real life, and he would um, wake up in the morning and feel like that he hadn't even rested, and I worked with him for a couple of years, and he had some very interesting scarring on his body. Um, that Mm. I had never seen before. And he, his mother didn't know where these scars came from. Um, And I hadn't thought about that until I was listening to your broadcast. And I'm really Mm. wondering if he was one of those um, individuals who had um, been in service in an alternative fashion and then funneled back back onto the planet. I don't know what's so. I just, something was sparked um, in listening to the broadcast today.
7: Oh, thank you for bringing that to my attention. If he's in California, I I could recommend Lori McDonald out of Sacramento. She can hypnotherically regress him, and he can get a lot more of those memories back. And it sounds like he was a super soldier uh, as well.
8: I the, now that uh, as I listen to this, that was probably um, probably a very real, real possibility. I've also worked with veterans um, who have agreements not to speak of about yeah, any they of all their do. service. Yeah. And, um, yet when I work with these people in session, memories come up that have no connection to the reality on this planet. And so it's, it's interesting. Um, it's just an interesting phenomena that, that I have, that I've witnessed, um, I also utilize the Zeb technology that Anetta speaks of, and the Rife frequencies. And it's, it is a technology that has extraordinary impact on um, on the human physiology, on animals, on plants. Um, it's and a lot of it depends upon your your intention the power of one's intention um and as long as humans have intention i have i have extreme hope for the future
0: kat thanks very much for calling in and also for offering your perspective on this moving on i would say that when there there is intention there is the possibility to manifest and so uh you mentioned earlier brad that you know it these Draco beings, you were, you mentioned that they have powers that's sort of far beyond our wildest imagination. Well, I, I, I think that we also have. I, I have no idea. I, I have no no knowledge about these these Draco beings, but I have the belief that we have far more power than we actually exercise on a daily basis. And I think that probably we are the victims over thousands and thousands of years, maybe tens of thousands of years, to reduce the amount of awareness of our own power. And I think that's why we're born, you know, and seconds later, uh, injected, uh, our footprints are taken, blood samples are taken. And from that moment onwards, we're, we're sort of put on a conveyor belt through an education conditioning system. And then television takes over from there, media takes over from there. And that's why I think most people, I say most people, many people, remain totally asleep about what's going on with the world today but how is it that you can be so sure i can be so sure anetta kintia and let's be honest sort of pretty much 100% of the guests that come on our show yeah. are so sure that this you know this this covid farce hoax is being used with a lot of victims along the way as a means to create this pandemic, which is obviously the umbrella used to distract everyone while the minority, in my opinion, are bringing in other, well, their their agenda, basically. I mean, how is it, do you think some people are so wide awake and some people are so uh, totally asleep at this time?
7: Well, this is the great awakening, Tim, and, and people are, at their own pace, starting to understand what's going on. I I like this meme. No, things aren't getting worse. They're just getting more obvious. And to those who are paying attention, it is just so obvious what's going on with with the agendas that we see coming to a fore. Look, humans are extraordinarily powerful beings. And yes, we're disadvantaged when it comes to the Draco and the Archon Network, because we haven't been trained or taught into the arts of telepathy, for example. Could you imagine how advanced we could be if from the time we're children, we're taught how to use our dream time to navigate the universe in the way that remote viewers can uh, travel around and look at things? Can you imagine how advanced we'd be if we started to learn telekinesis, where we can actually use our minds to affect matter, much in the same way that Luke Skywalker could get the uh, lightsaber flying over into his hand when he needed it? Can you imagine how advanced we'd be if we could start becoming telepathic and communicating with our minds? So this is the kind of disadvantage we're at, because as we said at the very beginning of the show, we are the many they are the few, but we're unawakened, and they want to keep it that way. The only way the globalist wins is to keep the human race ignorant and subservient on our knees. Because I, I, when we rise up, yeah. it's game over for them.
0: I they agree cannot. With you on, on some of these points. I, I absolutely do. But I, I do question mm-hmm. coming back to our, our title, Mainstream Meltdown, if mm-hmm. those people that that's minority group are really in control then how do movies like star wars star trek and, and you know a list of any other types of movies ever make it to the silver screen to actually show people what powers they do not have what how, how does that happen is is there well, not maybe another force available available around, oh. around which is not negative in spirit
7: well because we are just <laughs> so creative and we have the ability to basically create to invent to design look star trek is the human race 300 years from now gene roddenberry was sitting in the back of the council of nine these seances that were talking to future humans they won the timeline war in the star trek future they did reach the golden age They did have the release of technology. Humans have sat at the table with other benevolent ET races. We're not there yet. In fact, we're pretty far away from there. They look at us like we're the planet of the apes down here. And look at what we're doing to each other. And they understand that we have been handicapped every step of the way from learning our true potential. But you're absolutely right, Tim. Once we start waking up to that, and it is innate within all of us to have these abilities, and perhaps that's where this creative flow comes from when you have movies or uh, sometimes it's predictive programming. You can tell that it is engineered in a certain way to stray the narrative the way they think about it. But once in a while, you get a a great movie that comes out like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was largely based on real-life facts. Uh, a connection with an ET race it's um, to the planet Serpo and it happened not quite at devil's tower portrayed in the movie but in Nevada on the Nellis range and there was a technology and personnel transfer and we did have our astronauts go up there and I know Len Kasten he's wrote several books we've spoken together at conferences and uh, And I've reviewed the uh, Project Serpo website and um, Carrie Cassidy's former partner was also involved with that research and there was some some uh, secondary people that were basically the whistleblowers that went through all the training with them. Some came back, some died on Serpo, and others even chose to stay and This all happened in mid 1960s for a 10-year mission but they lost track of time so many great uh, anecdotes from that story but these astronauts being trained were not only had to go through very harsh conditions to get them ready for going in outer space but they were also trained with some of these mental abilities that they had to bring them up to speed with the ETs that they were working with to get them out there. So Bill Ryan, who worked with Kerry uh, Cassidy on this and put together the Serpil website, had a great conversation with him uh, at, at UFO Megacon a couple years ago, and uh, he said that the the last secondary person has just passed away. So now it's all going into into the narrative without any living people witnessing it anymore. But uh, nonetheless, you have someone like Steven Spielberg who did have his ear with the uh, defense department. And sometimes they do like to give us a a heavy dose of truth, whether it be in a a movie or uh, other forms of media. And I see it happening uh, quite a bit more frequently now because people are just getting to the point where I'm speaking for myself. I can't even watch television anymore. And most Hollywood movies are just awful. I can't spend more than 15 minutes of my attention unless it's a really good production. So we're waking up in that way, too. We're getting more selective uh, with our time. We're going to watch a really good interview or listen to a show like The Other Side of the News and learn something? Or are we going to waste two hours watching some massive ego in Hollywood drivel off about something that means nothing? And so people are making that decision to get on board with self-improvement. that what I think is going on, Tim. People are self-improving. Mm-hmm. They are learning about these things and are getting themselves more prepped and better for this brave new world which we now face.
0: Mm-hmm. Clearly, what we're talking about this evening and what you've written about is going to be quite out there for, for a number of people listening. And uh, I, I think we're all among c- company that have a vivid imagination. But... You know, you've written books about this. You've researched this. You, you're you're quoting interviews. You're quoting uh, you know references and so on. Yeah. As we're coming up to the end of the show, clearly people can, if they want to learn more, they can they reference your books and buy your books. But can you offer people in just literally a minute, just a brief ramp of how they may go from you know sort of normalcy to opening their mind to understand that maybe there are, we are living on a sort of a Men in Black type planet scenario where there are, (laughs) you know, parallel beings, parallel dimensions.
7: Well, I'd invite the listeners to check out my book, Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet, because all these subjects we touched on tonight and much more are contained within. And we are incredibly powerful beings, both in our mind and our body and our spirit. And when you start to understand your true power and realize that we're not going to win this by fighting them tooth for tooth, eye for eye, we'll get slaughtered that way. We're going to win this because people are waking up and you're waking up to your own power. That's the first step in all this. Indeed. And then you can radiate outward. So my word of hope is: is we got this because – I'm not going back into Pandora's box. I'm not going back into the, the matrix they've created for us. And I'm going to speak out about it for the rest of my life. I will do it because I'm in service to others. So when you elevate your love and compassion, the higher vibrations and emotions, great things start to happen in your life as well. And that's where people can go with this, not to give in to fear and despair, as much as it seems like we are in a hopeless situation, it's not. We can win this, and we can win it big. Absolutely. But it starts with each and every one of us as individuals coming we're at,
0: into. We're out of runway. Yep. I'm afraid. All right, buddy. Close. Thank you very much. Despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, activists and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from the mainstream and social media propaganda to make your own independent research, to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Remember, you are born with power and you wake up each day with power. It is entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live broadcast of The Other Side of the News and remains available to all listeners free of charge at www.TheOtherSideOfMidnight.com forward slash TOSN. My name is Timothy Saunders and together with co-host producer Kintia and co-host and researcher Annette Annette Driscoll offer special thanks to our guest Brad Olson. We wish you all a very positive week and look forward to reconnecting with you on our next edition next Friday. Good night.